Let's go. Six Pack Double Feature with your hosts. I'm not Nathan. I'm not Travis. Hey, there you guys are. Join Nathan and Travis as they pair and compare your favorite and not so favorite movies. If. if it was on the shelf at your local video store, it's fair game. Grab a cold one and let's do this. It's the mature thing to do. It's Six Pack Double Feature. It's how the opening credit sequence. I just watched it less than 24 hours ago. You could have put that past me. <laughs> I was considering making it our new music. Well, I mean, I, I, st- I like it. <laughs> I like it. I, I li- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to it, gang. It's your Halloween special six-pack double feature. I'm not Spooky Nathan. And I'm not Evil Travis. Ooh, you're good, Travis. Good little two-shoes. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. This is like the first, uh, like, lighter tone dish. I guess, but Halloween not, episode we've done. But not shitty Halloween movies, right? Not, yeah, not, not the Jason movies are shitty, but they're just a different. They're it's different. They're, they're a different kind of Halloween movie. They are, and after doing back to back to back alien movies, it's kind of nice to have a little re- <laughs> refresherito. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you drinking over there? A little bit of Coors Banquet. I'm I'm having me a, a nice uh, Narragansett, the official unofficial beer of Six Pack Double Feature. These are the good hours, the time for Gansett, Narragansett Lager Beer. <sighs> Indeed. Okay, um, yeah, so... Hope you guys enjoyed our Alien Mega Special for our 50th, not our 50th episode, but our 50th pairing. It's a bit confusing, but... Hey, you know, that's just us. It's our show. It's our show. You guys ain't paying for shit. I, um... So, for these two movies, I just watched Shaun of the Dead last night. We're doing it today, again, in case you haven't uh, listened to the credits or read the description, which I'm sure you have, but we're doing Army of Darkness and Shaun of the Dead. Um, a lot of actual similarities in the filmmaking and not so much storytelling, but the Kind of the storytelling, the editing, yeah, definitely with the what the Sam Raimi and and uh, Edgar Wright they have very similar frenetic styles. Yeah, and I'm sure Edgar Wright pulled some of his from Sam Raimi, being you know from the next. Oh yeah, there's some references. Um, Oh yeah. Well, I'm not to try and rush through this, but you got that TV trailer for Army of Darkness. I do. Ash took a weekend trip. Through time, to the pit with him. He was trapped. Hey, look out! Slapped. Oh, that's gonna hurt. And kidnapped. But they couldn't make him join. How do you stop it? The Army of Darkness. From the director of Darkman comes Army of Darkness. Rated R. Yeah. So is that Metallica playing on the I back? Don't, I don't. That was. It sounds so... like a karaoke version. Like it sounds like holier than thou, but <laughs> slightly not exactly like Metallica. Uh, the music, I guess they were clearly going after teenagers at that point. Uh, yeah, but I got something for that. Hang on. Which I kind of got something for that when we when we kind of get into it, but that's I don't I don't remember the trailer for this. I just remember one part of the trailer, and that part of the trailer is this. Groovy, groovy. Was that him attaching his medieval mechanical hand? It was him doing the whole deal and like tightening the the ratchet down yeah. and grabbing that goblet and crushing it. 
Groovy. Groovy. That's all I remember from the trailer when I was a kid. But I remember, I, I have to see this movie. <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer and going, what the hell is this? Because at that time in 90, was it 92? I think it was 92. It was, it was 92. Okay. Yeah, because <sighs> I didn't see it till 93 when it came out on VHS. Very, I was I was rather not, quickly in the nineties. I was not familiar with the Evil Dead movies at that time because I was Same. still in high school and I wasn't a horror kid, especially so. So, so what's weird is, so that music in that trailer makes it sound like they were targeting like just got your driver's license, yeah, or, yeah. But they sure as fuck had adverts for this in the back. There were full pages in the back of the comics back in ninety two. Um, maybe even early 93, because that's when I pretended to be into comics for yeah. about a year. Hmm. Um, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a friend that was into comics, and I tried to be. like They looked cool, but I didn't know anything. It's, an it's just like now, too, like, I, the irony of it now is me trying to get into comic movies now. It's like, I don't know where to start, and I didn't know where to start <laughs> with Spider-Man in 1992. So Oh, I get that. Um, but I I remember like the full-page ads in the back of like is that full, that badass kind of like the Star Wars poster. With him standing there in the foreground and the chainsaw down and the like, what oh, what's that? her name? The winch. Uh, Umbeth is her actual name. The actress's name. She's holding his leg like Leia was holding Luke's. Sheila. And, and Sheila. Yeah. Uh, in the Star Wars poster, I remember that thinking like this looks like the coolest fucking movie ever. And then the the trailer came out and I remember talking about it with my friends and being like, yeah, it's like groovy. Um, <laughs> I don't remember one way or the other if I was allowed or not allowed to go see it, but. Later that year, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. came out. Starring, okay, that's the same guy. Starring the one and only Bruce Campbell. Uh, it remains one of my favorite uh, TV shows to this day. Um, and then thinking, like, wow, this guy's going to be, like, fucking huge. Uh, <laughs> in his way, in he a, is. In a cult status. In his way, he <laughs> in is. In his but way. I, as soon as I could, when I saw it on the on the shelf at, at uh, probably would have been Marsh, the supermarket back in the day, where I rented it, I was like, oh, it's that fucking movie. Yep, and I rented it, and I was... I was there from the jump, and I didn't know shit about the Evil Dead. Okay, didn't, so this even... was your introduction to that world. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and the, where I stayed until probably '99 when I finally watched the Evil Dead for the first time. The first one, mm-hmm. and the second one. First one's different. Different tone change on that one for sure. For sure. <laughs> Actually, I might go back and watch the first one tonight. It's it's one of those things where the shift between what they were trying to do with Evil Dead. And then basically making a comedic facsimile of it six years later. Because yeah, it was 80, 81 and, and then 87. 87, yeah. And this was 92. Because, uh, <laughs> like, I showed you, like, I hadn't seen Army of Darkness in forever. And it was always confusing because we didn't know which version. Like, well, I've got... Well, I'll get there. Yeah, too, we'll get yeah. there. Yeah, there's there's several different like DVD and Blu-ray versions of this movie because there's several different cuts. If you guys are uh, remotely fans of the movie, um, this is the the version Nathan and I watched. Is the I believe it came out in like o two o three. Um, it looks like a brown paper bag yeah. covering the actual cover of Army of Darkness. Called, and it's called Bruce Campbell versus Army of Darkness. Correct. I think correct? it's just I think it's just a straight up director's cut. Yeah, it's the director's cut. Um there's a couple of changes because the one I actually grew up watching is not this version. Correct. There's one, and I'll talk about it later. There's yeah. one, there's one line swap that I actually, it's jarring to me. Um, because I've seen the other version more than I've seen this director's cut. I don't, I wouldn't be able to like, I, I went and I purchased 
I think Shout Factory, Screen Factory, they put out a kind of an ultimate version. Okay. Where there's three Blu-ray discs in it. Hell yeah. And it's the theatrical cut, and then it's the director's cut, and then there's an international cut, and then there's a fourth version that is the TV version. In pan and scan oh, as well. The in the like... low grade quality too, because I played that a little bit too. I wanted to see what happened. How bad and is that? It's <laughs> anything. It's interesting. I mean you could pan and scan I, I the chose, Godfather and make I it look chose, like shit. I wanted to see which one had each which version had which ending because there's a significant difference in it's the It's only ending. two endings, correct? Correct. Okay. But the only one that you get in the is in the director's cut is the what the original idea was i gotcha. believe by okay. Raimi, which is what we we again what we watched yeah what we watched yeah because when we came to the end i went that's not how i remember it ending because <laughs> it had been so long sure uh i probably watch this once a year maybe every year and a half tops but every once probably once a year um d and if you're still drilling down on which one it is it's the paper bag but then the dvd itself looks like a old dvdr and it says handwritten um Oh, does it? I didn't know that. It, it just looks handwritten. Okay. Bruce, don't That's call me cool. Ash Campbell. <laughs> um, I also remember 92 was a big year for me because that's when I kind of discovered comics in my own way and then like this movie. And then I was watching Batman the Animated Series right. when I'd come home from school. And uh, adverts, That's when that started too, I think, in yeah, 92, right? Yeah. yeah. Adverts for this would run during Batman the Animated Series, which is how I knew about okay. how I was seeing the trailer. So, But I think later that's when that TV trailer you played came along where it's like, Oh yeah, it's weird, and parents aren't taking their younger kids to it. Like, get the driver's licenses, kids going to it. Get the high schoolers. Um, I kind of, I think I went into this a little blind because I'll be honest with you, it had been fifteen years, really, at least. Wow, maybe longer. And part of that hesitation of of to finally see it was I didn't know which version to get. As gotcha. well, and I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch the one that most people watch. And the problem is, is you, it depends on who you talk to. Yeah. To w- which version they mine watch. was probably the theatrical because that's what I would have rented from yeah. the video store back in the day. Um, but the opening kind of reminded me of like the old school, like fifties, sixties, like Ben Hur or the sandal and and sword and sandal, sword and sandal. You like movies about gladiators? <laughs> it's just him walking. With that thing around his neck and wrist. I can't remember what those are called. Called a yoke. Yoke. Um, I love that his one hand is in it. It's like he could just pull his hand out because he has no hand. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was was weird for me is when they did the flashback again of the the original movie and it's Bridget Fonda playing uh, Linda. Yeah. (laughs) They basically flashback to Evil Dead 2, but it's Linda. But it's it's only part of it. Yeah, parts of it were the original Evil right, Dead right. Two film, and then part of it they what, chose to reshoot again. What was what made it so hard for me to go and watch the Evil Deads was because they they recap it here. Yeah, so you get the whole Evil Dead story basically in about three minutes, if that. Sure, and so you, I don't want to say you don't need them, but as a kid, you you've got everything you need right here. You've yeah. got the whole trilogy right fucking here. Very true. I um, never thought about it like that. So it's I just all never, right here. I never saw any need. And then when I went back to watch the Evil Dead, I was like, "This isn't funny. Why isn't this funny?" Because this was like pre Google days. I mean, Google was a thing, yeah, but it wasn't. You couldn't get smacked with all the information like you do now. It like I was, I was available. I was out of high school when I first saw Evil Dead Two. 
Um, I watched Evil was, Dead 2 on Senior Skip Day in 1999. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy that I worked with. He's like, look, I say, you like movies. I'm like, yeah, because I was really starting to get into a lot of how they make them and all of that shit. And he was like, but you're not huge into horror. I said, no. He says, watch Evil Dead 2. You will appreciate how it's made and the humor. Sure, sure. And by Sam God, Raimi is a fucking g- By what? God, I did. I don't mean to tout us Midwesterners, but we do have a certain overcoming functional fixity. Sort of. <laughs> we don't have the money to, make, to, to use that thing. What does it do? It does this. What if we just use this drill? I guess that would... I guess that would work. Kind of work. Okay. What do they call They call it the shaky cam instead of the steady cam? Yeah. It's just two wheelchairs and a... Or it was his grandma's wheelchair. Are you talking about the thing that zips through whenever it's... The Evil Dead. The Evil yeah, Dead is yeah. coming? Yeah. Which, I'm that's, not a, that's a sure. throwback. What was that? Movie Villains? That was one of mine. The actual Evil Dead from the Evil Dead was just the omniscient presence. Yeah. Yeah. The, when, it, when it tracks in... I, I'm sure he had a little bit more widgets and things to use oh, on, sure. on this, but it still has... I'm sure that the first one and possibly the second one he did not. Um, so you've seen... Army of Darkness the most out of all three. Absolutely, yeah. I've only I've seen, seen Evil, Evil Dead Two the most. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's I've the one Evil... I always had. I and... think I've seen the other two maybe once or twice. I know that's sacrilege, but <laughs> yeah. When I you, it's 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 who you imprint on. You know, it doesn't matter how we got into the world. We're into the world. Here we're, we are. We're here now. Um, I forgot how much goofier and slapstick this movie was, even to like Evil Dead Two. I think again, I've I've only seen a. Once, maybe twice, but I always picture Evil Dead Two as a little more slapsticky. Not, no, I okay. I would disagree with you on that, just because of how much more elements of horror exist in the Evil Dead Two okay. movie. Oh, you've seen it more. To, you've seen it more. You're probably right, but it does have a fair amount of slapstick. I mean, slapsticky I know, as well. But this one, I feel, has a significant. They always quotient. They always do Three Stooges bits. In um, it's actually in trivia. I didn't write down. What one it is, but Bruce calls somebody calls somebody a spinach chin, and it's from a specific <laughs> film. Three, three, which one of them? Yeah, from the thirties or forties. Um, <laughs> but the when he's fighting the the deadites in the uh, in the cemetery, yeah, and you know the he does the put his hand in front of his uh, over the bridge of his nose so they can't poke him in the eye, and then two come and poke two him come in the up. eye. Yeah. I'm blind. I'm blind. I'm blind. That's when he's fighting evil Ash. But um, Army of Darkness tilts way more towards comedy than horror but the benefits are there are also a lot of really cool like special effects that they some put in some really movie. good shots some this, really good shots this movie doesn't we chose these two movies today for a couple of reasons a they're just they're just fun kind of spooky movies but they they take army of darkness and even i think a little bit more Shaun of the dead take from several different genres uh-huh but are able to blend them into like a perfect kind of if not popcorn movie, if, if not perfect movie, if it, of its own. But you're exactly genre or yeah, subgenre. You're exactly right. They shed they shed some of the horror from this and it make it more of a what's more of a sword and sandal like castle, yeah, sword and sorcery, medieval and, medieval and movie. Ch- yeah, which I always thought was just the weirdest jump. Like he's from a he's going from a cabin, and now he you know got what? pulled through a wormhole and got sent to the 1300s. I was I was I was there for it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I I was expecting to hear a Wilhelm scream somewhere in there. So was I, and it didn't happen. And I was a little let down. Yeah, a because little bit. I mean, the, 
the sound guys in there, they did a really good job, and I feel like they should have crammed one in there. It would have been perfect. It would have worked better, in my opinion, instead of the uh, steam train sound as soon as the guy's head blows up at the end. <laughs> Either one. I mean, that's that's just classic slapstick. But yeah, I kept I kept listening for a Wilhelm scream as well. Yeah. Now, I should say, I took my notes differently on this one. Um, I was working on some art projects in the basement, and I just put this on in the background. Because you've seen it so many times. Correct. And, just... and I wanted to see what would happen if I took notes on this from memory. And so that's what I did. I, I watched it to kind of get a sense of it, kind of get the smell or whatever. But um, And if every now and again there was a scene I wanted to watch, I'd be like, oh, that's, I want to rewind that. I'm going to turn that up. But yeah, I, I had this on in the background and kind of watched here and there and then took notes from memory. Um, so let's see how I do. You know what I always carry in the trunk of my car? A copy of Steam Plant Operation 5th Edition. So... <laughs> Fun bit of trivia. Um, pretty sure the only thing that was a set dressing in that was the Fango, Fangoria magazine. Okay. Uh, that was Sam Raimi put that in there as like a thank you to Fangoria for helping get Evil Dead off the ground. But everything else in the trunk was just what was in his trunk when they started filming with that car back in the late 70s or 80s. So Some shotgun shells. Yeah. All of that shit that was in Every, there. Was, everything that was there. According to IMDb trivia, yeah. Lisa, this isn't her cup of tea for the most part, but she, when she was, before she went, all right, I'm going to go take a bath. Uh, you have, how much longer do you have of this? 30 minutes? Okay. Yeah, I'll be I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> she said this movie would have paired well with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I went, oh, yeah. Totally. They're totally. They're very, and middle one's, ages. One's, as, way, as well. one's way louder, but they're yes. both a product of the humor of their time and place i guess correct um what was funny is because of the complicated rights of who owns what between evil dead and evil dead 2 and army of darkness that this movie had to have a credit stating that clips from evil dead 2 were copyright rosebud releasing corporation and it was just weird that i'm like oh yeah that's right because that's what you see in evil dead 2 when it opens like it you know rosebud whatever uh productions and like they have to copyright it because someone else owns this compared to i think it was universal that initially released this film although it doesn't show it when you see the director's cut you don't see the universal logo which is odd just jumps right in yeah it just jumps right in um it's so sad when that happens like, come on, can you just give the creator his fucking, I mean, work out a goddamn deal, you know? Yeah. It's a bunch of dentists, probably the O. The first one. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> yeah. They shot that in like East Tennessee, I think. They did, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Jamie Johnson knows the folks uh, pretty well over at Totally Rad Toy House, and they, or a friend of theirs, they're actually doing a documentary on the cabin. Oh, really? Yeah. And, nice. And uh, they were going to go uh, do like a a hike or whatever with their hiking society, Black Phillip. I don't That's know if they're cool. still doing that, but um, yeah, they were going to go do a hike and like hopefully be a part of that doco. I hope any part of that is right. Uh, <laughs> if it's not, please forgive my ignorance. Um, really offensive question here. Is there something that doesn't work? Uh, <laughs> I wrote down a couple of things. Sure. Like where's Ash getting all of his shells? And how is it that he never seems to have to reload his double barrel shotgun until the monsters are dead? Yeah. Again, really? I noticed, yeah. but it's yeah. Come uh, on. The other one was it a where, chainsaw for a hand. Where for where did the dead army acquire all of its horses? 
they weren't there 20 minutes ago. And then suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, we got this huge stable. We're ready to go. And it's just like, where did you guys get all of these things? It would have made more sense if they were riding, you know, horse. Skeletal skelet- horses. Skeletal horses. Way fucking cool. Uh, I probably do, didn't have the budget for that. I do love the the quasi Harryhausen style animation. Mm-hmm. That's that's I've always loved that shit. Um, there's really, like I said, my my version is the director's cut. So the the scenes that didn't make it into the theatrical that that Sam Raimi wanted, what made it into this cut? They're like dailies, and you can tell there's a jarring jump in um, quality. Yo, absolutely. But that doesn't bother me. That that doesn't bother me. But um, what what. I guess what doesn't work for me is this movie has Blade Runner itis, and it's like how many different versions are there? Which one is the one That's, you should watch? Which mm-hmm. one is the definitive? Like, I mean, a lot of folks are like me. They're like, well, this is the one I grew up watching, so this is the one I love. But the artist if I'm in feeling me, spicy. I'll well, watch the director's cut. Well, but the, <laughs> well, yeah, the artist in me is like, well, this is the this is the crew that created it, and this is the director's. This, cut. Is, this is what they wanted. This is what they wanted you to see. So I I want to respect that. So. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit of column A, a bit of column B, but that's that's what doesn't work for me. It's just that there's there's always some sort of fuckery that makes makes their for, makes it have 14 versions that you have to sort out to watch. And there's, yeah, there's only and, like a, in one different. And it's seat. only the consu- it's only the fan and the consumer that gets fucked. In the, sure, in the process. exactly. And their difference usually the difference between one version and the other is theirs goes dun 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 dun, dun and ours goes dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> and that's the only difference. Uh, the other thing that I wrote like, down here. Not to go back oh, to Monty Python. Oh, have, you, have you seen the director's cut of Monty Python and the Holy Grail? No. Oh. The only difference is like a 30 second, if if that, monologue between. Um, it's not even a monologue because it's a monologue. Um, right when they go to the, the tower where the Grail light has been shown and all the, they meet up with all the women. Right. There's a scene where instead of saying like, right, and closing the door, she says, right, and then goes through a whole bunch of like. 30 second monologue and then closes the door it's a big fucking gag from python to, to, okay. they're basically commenting on this very thing like yeah yeah uh the only other thing that i i initially when i got to the end it felt like the ending like the director's cut ending stole bits of their story of how he was going to get back to his time from back to the future three because in back to the future three he leaves the DeLorean in a cave. Oh, yeah. And he gets it 70 years later or, yeah. or whatever it is. And so with him, it's – and and I knew right now, right off the bat, I'm like, there's no way that Ash isn't not going to fuck this up with <laughs> just drink one drop per century that you're going to sleep. And I knew he fucked up when he counted and then miscounted and added an extra at least one drop, if not two. And then uh, it was wake- one or two. It yeah. was one or two. And- <laughs> I love that he, he fucking wakes up and he's all is. If you don't know the director's cut and you don't want to be spoiled, gang, here's your s- skip ahead. Here's a, your warning. A few minutes, but uh, for some reason his hair grows and shit. Yeah, uh, and the 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 duded up lights on the on the uh, Oldsmobile kind of slowly fade. But yeah, he wakes up. Why is the why is the, why is Big Ben all of a sudden? I guess he's in England. Yeah, that would make sense. I'm stupid. I don't know. <laughs> The wormhole moved him to another continent I just at the always, same time. But yes. I uh, I love both endings. It would have been interesting if he had woken back up at his time and would have had to find his way back home from England. <laughs> yeah. Which is what would have happened. Yeah. Instead of he woke up in actually New Zealand. It's a stupid yeah. joke. It's where yeah. they shot Ash That's versus where... Evil Dead. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I think that was it. I, I, I kind of bitched initially about it felt like there were bits that were recycled from Evil Dead 2 in this movie. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but once he collects the Necronomicon, it feels considerably fresher to me. Like, once he gets out of that windmill, that... Yeah. Yeah. Then it it moves That's my favorite kill. That's my favorite kill, by the way, is the, the first death of Evil Ash. Oh, yeah. Straps him down and then cuts him apart. But... Um, that's after. What's after the first kill of evil Ash? The first kill of evil Ash yeah. when he finally splits off. That was a reference, a full-on reference, not shot for shot, but to um, um, Manimal. It was a Japanese movie uh-huh. with an eye on the shoulder and everything. That creeped me out as a kid. That was creepy. Yeah. Um, but the difference between the version I grew up watching and the version I watch now is like, I'm bad Ash. You're good ash and he does the goody little tattoos and all that yes. shit and then he says it one last time and then there's a double barrel shotgun under his nose and ash blows him away and in the version i watch as a kid he goes good bad i'm the guy with a gun i'm the guy with the gun and the one now is i ain't that good oh <laughs> it's not as funny but it's just like he's gonna say a, oh wait no he's just badass okay <laughs> but that's my favorite kill when he <laughs> and he chops him up and hey you got something uh, on your face there <laughs> yeah the dirt yeah that's... bruce campbell fuck i love him dude because he's he is 50, he goes all in he's 50 50 he's stuntman and he's actor and he'll he'll take a load of dirt right into the mouth to, to get, to a get shot. the shot there was a there was a i think it might have been actually briscoe county jr they were during his audition. They asked him if he had any special skills, and he flipped himself. Uh, he grabbed the back of his own collar and flipped himself back over on himself and landed on his back like a Three Stooges wrestling kind of move. Yeah, mm. he's. You should read his biographies if you haven't. Um, if Chins Could Kill, and then I can't remember the name of the second one. It's just right up there behind you. Um, my mom got him for me for. I don't feel like turning around right it's, now. It's it's up and back. It's it's back there. It's back into my left. Trust right. me. Actually, it's more Confessions of a B-Movie Star. That's, what oh, that's it is. a good one. Uh, my favorite kill, I didn't really have a specific one. I just loved how they destroyed every single skeletal uh, soldier. Uh-huh. Like, every different way from sundown. It was like, how can we destroy this one? How can we kill this one? And I, like, I love how they turn into powder. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> the best. Um, you want my two-sentence summary? Yes. <laughs> After being transported to the Middle Ages, Bruce Campbell does his best impressions of Larry, Moe, and Curly while battling an army of the dead with his boomstick. <laughs> Accurate. You know what his Instagram handle is? Shimp Malone. I know they use they use the like fake shimp and stuff some yeah, some type of shimp shimp was one of the three stooges yeah and then later i don't know the total or brock i think probably knows a lot more about the three stooges but um they i think shimp in, was before curly if i remember correctly and shimp. yeah but they would bring in guys to look like shimp because shimp couldn't do it or wouldn't do it or whatever fake so shimp. they called them fake shimps yeah that makes sense yeah that's a good uh that's a good summary um here's my favorite line or favorite scene for that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Yeah. 
All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. It's a 12 gauge double barreled Remington, S Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right, this sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right, shop smart. Shop S-Mart. You got that? Now I swear, the next one of you primates even touches me. Let's talk about how I get back home. I, I let it go a little long. It's uh, That's all right. there's a couple things in there that are, that make it my favorite. Looks like you shot the guy from RoboCop that got the acid dropped on him. <laughs> oh yeah, they that, toxic waste. Was they called was. that one uh, pit bitch on, on <laughs> okay. set. Yeah, um, I, I <laughs> it's my favorite scene for for several reasons. It's he. He's like, all right, I'm just, I'm taking charge of this shit, you know. Yeah, Gotta I get, worked my way back out yeah, of here. Getting, getting control again. Um, but then there's so many like iconic lines in there, like you primitive screwheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, fucking boomstick. My boomstick. Uh, that was the big one. Um, my favorite part of it is <laughs> the look on his face when he was like, "The next one of you primates even touches me." Uh, I mean, he can't finish his thought because he has to wheel around and then fire off two shots out of a double barrel shotgun after he's already shot once. Um, I did notice that. Um, but then that he goes into a full-on fucking <laughs> advertisement for the for Smarts, uh, yeah, top of the line, top of the line. And then it, that's, right at the end, it just he he twirls it on his fingers and, and puts it, shucks it back in his back. Yeah, it's just it's a little western too. There's just absolutely a little, a little western in it. There is a little western. in That, that shirt is fucking badass. I can't remember the with the panel. Uh-huh. On the front, I can't remember what they're called, but I always wanted one until I saw one, and I was like, I'm going to try that on. And I'm like, I look like a fucking dickhead in this, and I can't pull this off. But they're cool on other people. I used to have an S-Mart shirt, a T-shirt. It's oh, a yeah? Shop Smart, Shop S-Mart. It may still be in my closet. I don't know. If I find it, I may give it to you because it – Yeah, that's cool. Uh, What's I'm your fat. favorite? What's your... <laughs> 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 What's your favorite line or scene? What is it? This path will lead you to an unholy place, a cemetery. There, the Necronomicon awaits. When thou retrievest the book from its cradle, you must recite the words, Klatu Verata Nictu. Klatu Verata Nictu, okay. Well, repeat them. Klatu Verata Nictu. Again! I got it, I got it! I know your damn words, all right? Seems fairly obvious. <clears throat> Ooh, wait a minute. The words. Right, right, right. Say the words. Plato! <clears throat> Barata! Mm.
Necktie. Nectar. Nickel. That was, uh, for the longest time, I believe my ringtone on Brock's phone. I sent that to him one time, and he couldn't tell if it was me or Bruce Campbell. Really? Yeah. So he said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know your words. Uh, I just, I love when he gets there. He's so hell-bent on, I know this, and he gets there. And that look on his face is just like. The look when when he forgets the words and realizes yeah, it. Yeah, or the, when the, he forgets the words. For me, the the funny part of that bit is when he gets there and he realizes he's forgotten the words. And he's like, "I know what I'll do." He looks around like anybody's behind him, and then he goes, "Plato Barata," and like there's somebody's watching him. Yeah, <laughs> that's what cracks me up. I forgot that there were three books. Oh yeah, yeah. One is one pulls him all the way in. That's the. And that's the one where it stretches his face. Yeah, that's the portal. And then there's the one that flies around and bites him. Bites him, him. yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense since it has a face and a mouth on the Book of the Dead. Uh, The other line that (laughs) that I completely forgot about was the, well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Well, I've got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit and Jack left town. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love about Bruce Campbell because he can deliver like, it's, like if anybody else walked up to you and said, "Well, hello, Mister Fancy Pants," you'd be like, "That's the insult you got." From like me? his his performance is perfectly sardonic. Like there's just that smart yeah. ass. Anybody like, else calling you Mister Fancy Pants, you're going to make fun of him for having a lame ass. But insult. if it's but when he the way he says it, it like it hits you broadside up the head. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> he well, follows it up with, "You ain't leading but two things, Jack and shit." shit. And <laughs> Jack left town. The other one that got me was, "Don't touch that, please." Your primitive intellect wouldn't understand alloys and compositions and things with molecular structures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, I know you texted me earlier in this week. Uh, Nathan wants to do away with the magic wander. I don't want to do away with it, but they've been—it's been difficult for me. It's been—it's been rough the last couple. But I—I yeah. I did one on this. I, I did a, one on this one as well. Um, so, you go first. Um, I couldn't see anyone other than Bruce Campbell playing Ash, so I threw out the recast the lead. Because sure. honestly, really, who would you? Maybe Kurt Russell. Yeah, just Jack Burton. A, a, yeah, Jack that's Burton. why Ash yeah. is in the Bubblegum Squad. Yeah, no, um, nobody could play. Him. If you go with the director's cut, and again, spoiler alerts: if you haven't seen the director's cut, skip ahead or just listen because the movie's thirty years old. Um, where Ash miscounts the drops, 
and wakes up with the world completely destroyed and like looks like there was nuclear war. Oh, he woke up in 2023. Right. I would have loved to have seen a fourth movie where it's post-apocalyptic, like Ash versus the nuclear wasteoids. Ah, that'd be sweet. Because <laughs> that's the only other thing that would have worked as a fourth movie. Well, I beg to differ because well, they were in talks. Are you done? Oh, yeah. I'm done. They were in talks to do a sequel to Freddy versus Jason called Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Oh, really? Yeah. Which would have ultimately been really stupid. I'm sure it would Your have. idea would have been better, but they did do a comic, uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. I forget who gets a hold of the Necronomicon, but they basically sum it up. Hell, I think it, actually, I think it was Ash in the comic that did it, doing some ass dick shit that Ash would do. Instead of saying the words, he either pulled himself into Freddy and Jason's world or vice versa. Right. But I don't. it wasn't a very long run. But that movie would just... Freddy versus Jason was so hard to get together let alone to get um, Ash and company in there. Yeah. And I'm sure, I think there were a couple scripts, but ultimately they were I like, feel like there would have been conflicting interests. Sure. And so many different rights of who owns the character and yeah. who gets the rights to and show it. Ultimately, any, any script. You're like, oh, let's just publish it as a comic book. Okay. Ultimately, <laughs> any script, ultimately, any script that they got, the... Um, Ramey's and Bruce Campbell were like, nah, nah, that's not worth my time. Now, I would like to see. It's not nothing to do with. It's nothing to do with uh, Army of Darkness, but any of the Bubba Hotep sequels that they pitched, I would love to see those. Those are Don Coscarelli. It's a Don Coscarelli movie. It's been a while since I've seen. It's not as funny as you probably remember, Bubba but Hotep. it's 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 good. But they were going to do Bubba Wolfman. Ozzy Davis as uh, JFK. He, he, he thought he was JFK or whatever or it is. He? Or, or did, did he? he? And then um, Bruce Campbell is Elvis. Or was he? Or was he? Right. Yeah. Uh, that w- I would. I would. <clears throat> One night only stage play. Yeah. I would see Ash versus or Freddie versus Jason versus Ash. That's my magic wand. Um, would you like some trivia? Yes. Six pack trivia. Okay, we talked about a couple of these, but we'll skip them when we get there. The uh, and I never knew this. The to have the look of the chainsaw constantly running, there was a tube that ran up Bruce Campbell's pants, and they were pumping tobacco smoke out of it, <laughs> just to make it look like. Um, I didn't know this either. I thought this was cool, and I might try this one night only. Um, all three of the original Evil Dead's, um, you can with a little bit of trimming on the front end, you can cut them into a straight like. Five six hour movie. Oh, okay. They, they play straight through. I don't know how that would work between the first two because it's basically the same story again. Except one is funny. One is one is not funny. Two is funny. Yeah, one I is not funny. Yeah. Oh, one is, of them. Uh, the uh, Japanese title of this. I'll give you one guess. Oh fuck it! I'll give you three. You'll never get it. I'll never get it. You might as well just go. Cause... Captain Supermarket. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I would love to have a poster that says Captain D- Supermarket. Captain Supermarket. Yeah. Um, when I w- Jamie and I went to St. Louis f- four four or so years ago, um, and there was this little art little art room. Um, we stayed like if you guys are familiar with St. Louis, I don't know if you've ever been there. The part of town where the Budweiser Brewery is. Yeah. It's kind of like in East Nashville, um, and there was this little. But they do this crazy thing in St. Louis where they don't tear the buildings down. They just they repair them and then reuse them. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and this little little single 
office thing. They like retrofitted it and it was all Apple store looking, but they had like an art installation and they were movie posters from like Guyana and shit. And they were, <clears throat> they have no money there. Right. You know, developing countries. Um, the posters were like painted uh, or yeah, painted, hand painted on like coffee bags. Really? And I took a picture of the one for Evil Dead. It makes that movie look like some epic shit. I'm sorry, Army of Darkness. It makes it look like some, some epic, epic shit. shit. Not the way the poster that we're used to seeing does, but like if I can find the picture I took of it, I'll 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 let Nathan post it in the show notes, but it was fucking rad. Um so I I they they were selling them, but I didn't have $2000 to buy that. Um the scene the scene You where, didn't? No, sure still don't, <laughs> oddly enough. The uh the scene where they hit Ash with the rocks when they're first coming into the village. Yes. They were fake rocks. Right. Um, so to get a better reaction um, out of Bruce Campbell and to fuck with his friend, Sam Raimi threw potatoes at him. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first and last major movie studio movie to star Bruce Campbell. <laughs> everything wow. everything else he's done yeah, has been... pretty much television, huh? Television or it's a B movie. Right. Wow. I never would have really thought about that. I mean, if you discount his... Oh, yeah. His bit roles in Sam Raimi major motion pictures. Yeah, but then he's not starring. But he's not starring. You're I, correct. I didn't know this until I asked Nathan uh, several years ago. I don't really know anything about film writing, but um, typically on a script, uh, a page should equal about one minute of screen time. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so a ninety-minute movie would be like around ninety pages. The original script for this was forty-three pages. <laughs> <laughs> you need a lot of filler. Um, this was actually supposed to be the plot for the second Evil Dead movie, um, which is why they made him. Well, so for whatever reason, they made him reshoot the first movie, basically, and set it in a cabin and make it funnier. Almost discounting the first movie. It's very true. Which it's, then makes this the second. Like, what, yeah, that's the odd thing is the the second movie plays reference to like, I was there. I think I was there. Kind of like this happened once before. Yeah. They make reference to the first movie, gotcha. but it's almost like it didn't happen, almost. Right. So this, technically, with tonally, this definitely plays more on like this would be movie two. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's an actual chain of supermarkets in Mexico called S-Mart. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is awesome. I do know that... Uh, Universal didn't want the movie to be called Evil Dead 3, so they made them change it to Army of Darkness. wonder why. They did not want the same. They wanted more audience ah. members. I think, it, I think the, it worked in that regard. Yeah. It would, made money, but I it was not I wouldn't have watched huge. Evil Dead 3 as a kid because I didn't know what Evil Dead 1 or 2 were. But You're like, oh, I got to see I the first go, two. I might have gone back and watched those. but Yeah. In Bruce Campbell's little, his weird little bent way, this is how his career works, you know? Yeah. Good for him. Nothing. I love Bruce Campbell. Uh, and then, like, uh, lastly, the all the shit in the trunk of the Oldsmobile um, was what was actually in there originally. <laughs> I'm sure they, like, none of what they said was none of it was product placement. Yeah, it was just pra- practical product placement. Practical shit that was in Sam Raimi's dad's Oldsmobile. Does it still hold up? Final thoughts. Uh, I I do. I forgot how I forgot how much fun this movie was. So fun. Um. It's perfectly tongue in cheek, and it uses its to its to to its advantage by blending a unique mix of horror, swords and sorcery, and Three Stooges. Um, Bruce Campbell, I think, is in top form. 
deli- absolutely. He's delivering ridiculous lines with this deadpan seriousness that not many actors can do to make it work right. Um, I think Sam Raimi's deft direction successfully places on screen what feels like a comic book brought to life. Sure. Um, which makes sense why they transitioned a lot of things. We want to tell an additional story. Let's just make it a comic book or a limited run Or a video series. game. Right, or video game. Um, it has a variety of special effects spanning from absolutely brilliant to where they look like they were done so poorly, you almost feel like, did they do this on purpose? Yeah. Like the shit with like the Gulliver's Travel thing where they tie him down and all the little mini ashes are trying to attack him. That was funny, and I like it, but it looked so bad it almost looked like they were doing that on purpose. Think, Whether or not they weren't, but it almost felt like we're doing this tongue-in-cheek. I think that scene... You can tell it obviously yeah. it's in effect. I think that was just the limitations that they had budget wise. Absolutely, because it matches up really well. Like when they hold his nose together, so he has to open his mouth, and right. then the one jumps down inside his, his mouth. Yeah, it looks it's pretty good. I mean, but it still looks like yeah, visual effect. Um, but you always know what you're getting with the pairing of Campbell and Ramey, and I'm sort of sad I waited so long to rewatch it. And I know that I'll most likely be revisiting this at least once a year. Probably around Halloween, but it doesn't necessarily feel like it needs to be because to me no, it's, it's, it's funny enough that it doesn't – it's not one way or the other for me to watch it. I'm pretty sure I'll probably be watching it without my wife, but that's okay. <laughs> it's just not her thing. When I shared Evil Dead with my sister a couple of years ago, she hadn't seen it before and her reaction was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Do we have to watch this? That's, yes. Can you watch this without me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, I feel pretty good about taking my notes just kind of from memory on this. Um, like I said, I've been watching this since I was in sixth grade. Fuck. Almost 30 years. I've been watching Well, the fact that this movie years. is 30 years old. Holy shit. That just hit me. Yeah, it's right. the same thing. It's the same with Alien 3. 92. Uh, that's, yeah, it's very true. I feel good about my results. Um, like I said, I have loved every second of this movie since the first second of it I saw back on VHS when I was a kid. You know, it's campy and it's loud and it's over the top, but it's also, like you said, it's got that toe in very minor amount of Western, but it's 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 more of a princess castle movie. That's yes. kind of how I always took it. It's, it's, I'll fuck it. I'll say it's bigger than the other two. It's bigger than the other two in every way possible. This is my Evil Dead movie. Right. Um, I think Evil Ash gets a little extra rapey. Uh, with the well, he's evil. But yeah, he's evil. So I mean, it's to be expected. Did you know? Um, so, <laughs> evil Ash and evil Sheila. I left this out of trivia. I don't know why I'm saying it now, but um, I'm. I don't know if it's evil Ash, but one of the one of the deadites and evil Sheila are um, uh, Bill Mosley and I cannot remember her name. The girl that played Barbara in the remake of Night of the Living Dead. They're, oh, they played the brother and sister in the beginning oh, really? of the movie. Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. I don't know. I didn't know that. Even after all that being over the top, you still you're still right there. You you kind of buy it hook, line, and sinker. At least I do. I'm at least transported back to a Friday night when I was a kid when I watched this. Um, and they look like they had a fucking blast. And if you, yeah, if you they Bruce, look like the special effects guys look like they had a fucking blast making this movie. If you read Bruce Campbell's book, or at least this section of his autobiography on it, like they they had a fucking blast. And he'll he'll talk about it all day, or at least he did 
back then. I mean, and it made money. I looked at the budget. It was like $6 million. It made at least eighteen. So it made them. three times – made its money back. So yeah. it wasn't a poor investment Bruce for Campbell. what they put on screen. Bruce Campbell is a national treasure, I think. And uh, this movie totally still holds up, at least for me. That's Army of Darkness. Uh, let's jaunt on over to merry old England. It's a terrible accent. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. When the dead walk the earth. Any zombies out there? And evil is everywhere. One man holds the future in his hands. Here they come! <laughs> Look out! Are you all right? Sean of the Dead. Oh, thank God for that. Don't say the Z word. Z word? Uh, you said that was a, a UK TV spot? Yeah. Did say what? I don't know how TV works over there. It works like it's funny. television. You it's turn often, it on. And... It's often funnier. Well, their, <laughs> your channels work a little differently because they're state-sponsored. <laughs> state-sponsored humor, but with a U. Humored. <laughs> how old were you the first time you saw this? <laughs> I saw it probably about a year after it came out. Maybe maybe two might have been. It was probably oh five. It came out in the theaters in the UK, and then several months later, more towards the fall, I think, in the US in oh four. Um, I was most likely twenty nine or thirty. I was actually. What's funny here is I was digging around um, my old blog posts with, and <laughs> I was trying to find if I had like if I had a record of like, hey, I saw this for the first time because. Mm. Uh, I did not specifically have that. I kind of went down a rabbit hole because I most likely saw it either with you or with you and Sean, possibly at Sean's apartment. Maybe. Maybe. There's that good possibility uh, because his was kind of a – his apartment was a bit of a landing zone for us for one to two years. Oh, yeah. The it was the hangout mid, spot. Yeah. And, uh, the mid-aughts. <laughs> Where we would hang out, have some beers, maybe watch a movie, watch somebody play Guitar Hero. <laughs> I fucking hate that game. <laughs> that game is why we have Imagine Dragons now. I was saying it back then. It's going to ruin <laughs> rock and roll music. And everybody was like, it's going to help. Like, it's just what if it makes one kid play guitar? And it's like, it hasn't. It look hasn't. what it's done. Look. Look what, a Dead Kennedys record would make a kid want to play guitar. I'm sorry. I'm ranting. <laughs> Settle down. Old Jeez. man over 40 um, shouts at Squirrel. <laughs> no, what was funny... Is going through that rabbit hole, I came across like one or two posts specifically that initially mentioned Shaun of the Dead um, and – or zombie movies in general. And one was uh, apparently back in the fall of 06, I chronicled like all of the Romero movies that you had. I, I remember letting you borrow those. Yeah, and I, I went through – Either, started with Tom Savini's remake of Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead and then watched Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead and then Day of the Dead and then Land of the Dead. And I think that and For me, that was a lot of zombie movies. And I think that conversation led to someone asking me if I'd seen Shaun of the Dead and I just assumed it was like a Wayan Brothers type parody of the <laughs> genre and I was like, no, fuck that. And they're like, yeah, no, don't fuck that. You should watch that because I love British humor. Uh, and I didn't know that I didn't know any of this crew. Um, right. Um, if you guys don't know, the the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, they had a um, really good show in the late 90s, early 2000s called Spaced. And it was like a bunch of fuck-ups living in a, um apartment building, basically, <clears throat> and kind of their comical 
over the top comical situations and shit. But right. this this movie was born in that series. That's what I thought. It was an Evil Dead. Uh, he was stoned and playing, playing evil, a... stoned and playing Evil Dead, and then somebody came into the room, and in his head they were zombies, and he he jumped up to like shoot at him. Uh, <laughs> With his, was playing con- with his controller. Resident Play- Evil? Resident Evil, yeah. Okay. But then there's another scene where he goes, ah! and flips back up against right. the wall, and he's taking the pose that the girl has on the Evil Dead poster, <laughs> and he's right in front of his Evil Dead poster. Nice. Yeah. So this whole crew had worked together before on a TV show, and then there was a sister show called Black Books. Um, I'm not familiar with that. So the guy that plays David, um, he's the lead in it. Um, you know Bill Bailey, right? The twat, right? Yeah, the twat. The twat. You know Bill Bailey? Maybe if you saw him. If I saw his face, I'd probably know <clears throat> He plays a, a guy in it. Anyway, it's a bookstore, and um, one of the ladies, um, do you know how, like, in the, it's one of my favorite scenes in this, when they're coming through. Like and they, cross paths? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, everybody has their doppelganger. Yes. The lady that is playing. Anybody who's, anybody who's seen it but doesn't know a lot of actors will know Martin Sheen. Uh, Martin. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, yeah. <laughs> she was the um, the lady that was in Black Books with Dylan Moran. I'm, we're losing listeners, but <laughs> she was the fake Diane in the other. This is when you entered the cricket sounds. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's. <laughs> we'll get into my favorite scene. We'll get into my favorite scene later. But I didn't know that this whole crew had worked together before. When you saw that, yeah. Yeah. And then I think I I might have seen this around '06, but I'm pretty sure I saw it right around the time Hot Fuzz came out, which was I think '07. Because then I had like boom to boom. They're like it's a it's a sequel, but it's not a sequel. And I was like, oh, like Fierce Creatures is a sequel to fucking Fish. But not, Wanda. but not a sequel. And it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I fucking love this, and yeah, it worked. I yeah, did. with Hot Fuzz, absolutely. Hot Fuzz is a great sequel. Um, dude, the chemistry between um Nick Frost and Simon, and Pegg. Simon Pegg being Sean and Ed, knowing that they were flatmates beforehand, it's yeah. just it's so believable. Yeah. You can't not picture the fact that like when he walks into the room, sits down, grabs a controller, player two has entered. And then it's like, don't you have to work today? Player two has left the game. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember kind of being in that headspace and that space just in general of late twenties. Yeah. Working retail. When am it's, I working? It's great. And Do it, I get up? Great can the, I play some video games or whatever no. before I have to go in? No, it's, I it's not great go at in. the time, but it's great looking back on looking it. Looking back at it now, yeah. um, like what'd you do last night? I drank till three o'clock. You came in at seven thirty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got, I got slept. I'm good. Like, I couldn't on. do that now if I tried. Don't you remember when we all got drunk off of apple schnapps and played Tekken two? When was that? Five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I. What's I think sometimes overlooked with their movies is they're they're definitely like hitting you with genre stuff on the on the nose or over the head, but they're also making a statement. Like, yes, it comes a time when you got to put your stupid youth away, and that's definitely this one. Yeah, and some of us wait till we're over forty, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're trying, and we're still trying to find some action figures. <laughs> I think what makes this movie work so well is how beautifully and brilliantly subtle it is with how they slowly begin to incorporate the oddities that are going around in Sean's like, everyday life yeah. that eventually turn <laughs> – they're no longer subtle. When that, other, <laughs> you know? when that other shoe drops, when he's like, there's someone in the garden. Like, what? Now what? In the garden. In the garden. Th- there's someone. <laughs> I do that one all the time. When I say something like, oh, the drum set's broken. What? 
It's broken. The it's drum broken. set. What part of the sentence that I just said does not make sense to you? I love the repeat. Everything. Either lines. Everything. Repeat. Or scenarios. Yeah. Everything. With the you got red on you. Yeah. That's the biggest one. <laughs> That's I think. the biggest one. Exacerbates. What I love about what does the, exacerbate means. I love about the trilogy of this movie is that joke plays into the next one and he's like i know what exacerbate means <laughs> and then the fence gag dude i could watch that all day because it changes from movie to movie right but it's still there it's still it, the- it's fucking funny <laughs> uh we'll, we'll talk about hot fuzz at some point i'm sure so yeah get it'll be a good right now, but- pairing with some type of action buddy cop movie absolutely, absolutely. um but i have a i'm not i'm not going to jump into favorite scene but initially my favorite scenes um initially were the um the single shot following Sean to the store. to the convenience store and back yeah, it's and then doing it the same time after the world's gone to shit yeah and it's just so brilliant i love like w- those type of one takes yeah it's not long it's long enough to Probably know that there's seconds? some the, you know there's some time that they have to put in when they do something that yeah. long but just how his motion is pretty much the exact same thing the day after he goes in and then the day after when he's already broken up with Liz. Yeah. And every movement is the same except um Nelson or whoever it is that runs the convenience store is not at the register. He's in time. the he's in the back. He's in the back. Yeah, you kind of And see he's him. dead. Yeah. I would assume. Well, you see him moving. I know you see him moving, but you're not sure, but he's moving weirdly enough that you yeah. presume. I love the 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 drop later cuz Sean goes in to buy the Cornetto and the yeah. Diet Coke, I think. And, yeah, uh, it was a Diet Coke. He doesn't have enough money, so he says he owes him like fifty p or something. Fifty p or fifteen p or Later, something. Yeah. Once they go to get into uh, what's the dickhead roommate's car? Sort your fucking life out, mate. What's his name? Um, Pete. Pete. Yeah. Pete. Uh, they go to take Pete's car, and then all the zombies have surrounded him. You see Nelson standing there, and he's got his hand out like, "Where's my change?" <laughs> Know that <laughs> they're jokes, dude. There's so much. There's, there's so there's many, many layers, layers to their shit. They're so fucking brilliant. Um, I do love because when Philip is dead he and he, reads, he turns the radio off, <laughs> it's not Philip in there anymore. There's, he, there's nothing left of Philip in there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> he turns it off. He goes, "Are we ready?" <laughs> the bit, the bit that Philip gets me with, it's very old, old British dude, stiff upper lip and all that. He gets bitten by a zombie, and, and <laughs> Barbara's fussing over it. He's like, "It's fine, Barbara. I ran it under a cold tap." Yes, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. I run it over cold. I love Bill Nye. Oh, he's, he's and he's brilliant in this. Have you seen? I love him in. Uh, well, he's great in all of their their three movies. I do not like The World's End. Yeah, it's. For me, it's passable at best. I should go back but and maybe rewatch it's it. Not, but, but it's not. It does not hit the same level as Shaun of the Dead at all. It's, and too, Hot Fuzz. it's too Hollywood. Yeah. But uh, is it just Nye? I always said Nike. I think it's Nye. Okay. Anyway, either way, he's great as Slarty Bartfast in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's it's been a minute since I've seen that, that movie. I love him. Call back to Martin Freeman. There's mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I as soon as I as soon as I like. Sat myself down and was like, okay, this isn't going to be a Wayans Brothers type stupid parody. Yeah. I fucking love this movie. And I was like, what else is there? And then Jamie what Johnson was like, done? oh, you should watch Spaced. Here's Spaced. And I That's was like, cool. oh, wow, Spaced. He's like, check out Black Books. And I was like, fuck, I love Black Books. You might, you, you might like Black Books. It's I think a, I borrowed Spaced from you. I just did not watch a lot of it. 
It's it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the but same kind of thing. It's, it's their take yeah. on certain genre things, yeah. but it's a little more overarching. It's not like overarching like Lost or like <laughs> even like Friends. It's episodic, right. mm-hmm. but you would uh, you should watch it again. I do find it funny that I did not catch this until this last viewing that when Ed shouts, we're coming for you, we're coming to get you, Barbara, was a direct callback to Night of the Living Dead yeah. to uh, Sean's mom. Yeah. There's a lot of that in here. Yeah. Um, it, it just like it did not click with me that time. The last time I watched it, because it's, it's probably been a couple of years since I've watched Shaun of the Dead. I don't watch it every year. Sure. Um, but it had been a while. And it was just an absolute treat to watch this again. I just—it was hard to take notes on this. I have two pages yeah. of notes on this. I'm halfway through the first. Your, one your text message was well finished. Shot of the dead. Notes nope. are thin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess all right. I think we'll. Be, I you're like it's all right. It will be okay. It doesn't. Is, it doesn't really play like first, second, and third act. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't. I because mean, they give. That's the most. It just moves so quickly. That's the most brilliant gun in the first act. Ever, uh huh. Like talking about because they usually you just see the gun, but they kind of drill in on the gun like it doesn't work. It's been deactivated. No, I bet it works. He's connected. Sure. The dogs can look up. <laughs> Think about it. They can't. <laughs> yeah, they can. Um, what doesn't work? I'll tell you real quick. Nothing. What did I put down here? It's perfect. Yeah, there's nothing that doesn't work with this film. It's such a brilliant send-up and homage to Romero Dead films and other horror movies while successfully kind of creating its own path Absolutely. at the same time. Yeah. So that, honestly, I can't find anything that bothers me about this movie. There's not, like, one little bit like, this kind of bugs me or this kind of bugs me. No, for the most part, no. There really isn't anything in this movie that is done poorly. Um, the uh, shopping cart uh-huh. is a reference to the show Spaced. Really? Outside of their flat, uh, the house that they live in, there was always a shopping cart right up against the, the garden wall. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Did you notice that Sean pretty much looks like um, Christopher Walken's character in The Deer Hunter? Okay, I didn't. Now it makes sense because I was watching it last it's night. It's his tie, though. I don't think it's a bandana. No, it's the bandana around his head. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's his red tie. Sure, sure. But I was watching it last night and I was going, that's something. There's something? Yeah. What, what is that reference? Because yeah. they, they don't let, they don't. I don't want to say they don't do anything original because that's not what I mean. They they don't let an opportunity to add another layer layer to their humor. They don't they don't, they don't let that opportunity go. So I knew it had no, to be something. It's just subtle. Yeah. And if they, you don't get it, you don't get it. It doesn't feel like you're getting hit over the head with it. They, but they've got their jokes that literally hit you over the head, but then they've got their jokes where like if you don't get it, you don't fucking get it and that's that's your problem. It's on matters. random. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept I kept noticing that last night. Every like they only wrote like Maybe a, a, a. I don't want to say that either. I was going to say they only wrote like. A, a, There's a, I know an in my, worth of jokes, but they, in, the the jokes like compound on themselves. Like, they do. This is funny, but it's also a callback at the same time. I this think is there's a, a part joke of my trivia also, that mentions that, but um, that I don't think there was a lot of improvising in the film itself. That like there was enough written by. Right and pen. It's just second nature for them. Correct. Peg. You said pen. Did I? No. Yeah. Yeah. Because you write with a pen. Correct. Sean Penn is a P E and double. Yeah. Maybe. Instead of P E and double G. I always forget how intense the third act of this movie is. It doesn't fuck around, man. No. There's so much lack of humor until there's just like, all right, we're going to let up the tension just a touch. Just a bit. Just a to bit. To me, I. 
I could have done without it. The humor at in the, the end? In the third. And, and the, toward the end is okay. Yeah. But in the end, it, it like, and they, for the most part, they recognize that. And that's, I think, what makes this movie, like, hit those afterburners. Because you're, you're thinking, like, okay, this is going to be all, you know, quick quick cut, fart joke kind of thing. Yeah. Which is great going into it. But in the, the, when Sean's mom dies. Ah. That's, Even when Sean's stepdad dies, there's some poignant stuff where. That's actually he, my favorite scene. Like, he's, is, he's admitting before he dies. Yeah. That it's not, you know... Trying to toughen you up a little bit. I was trying bit. to toughen you yeah, up. Yeah, that's my favorite scene in it, because it's yeah. like all this other wacky doodle chaos. Yeah. It's like this <laughs> this dude you thought was an asshole. He's like... And he's, you know, he's bleeding out and all that, but he you know, he, he tells him... Yeah, I, I love yeah, that scene. Yeah, I just... it's Because then that, that callback joke again turns to... It be, it's a callback joke, but it becomes its own joke. He's like, it's not my dad. And she's like, Sean, this isn't the time. And he's like, no, 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 that's my dad. And he finally realizes yeah. that's the man that's cared for him. But at the same time, it's Your that dad's same in joke. The, in the study. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not my dad. It's that same joke that's like, it's not my dad, it's my stepdad. And yeah. they're, they're just so fucking brilliant about like getting you conditioned to that joke and then turning it on its side and Correct. making it mean something totally different while saying the same thing. They're fucking aces at that yeah it's just it elevates the character of sean for simon Pegg. for to, sure where he's no longer he's well he never becomes but he doesn't become a caricature he's just he's got he this just, great he has a great arc, arc. Yep. he has a great arc that if you're not paying attention you miss it but if you on repeat viewings you realize boy there's some even ed there's some emotional like bits here yeah for sure and that's what that's what I was saying earlier. They they know how to get like the the kernel of the story is like at a certain point you got to stop smoking weed and playing Tekken two every night, and you got to like maybe smoke weed and play Tekken two on the weekends. Yeah, every now it doesn't and again. need to be every day. Yeah, I and do. The, and the, there's a there's a there's a bit of pain to that because it's like growing up sucks, but this is like the real growing up, you know, like not yeah. like the fucking teenagers into your twenties. This is like, you know. You got about ten more years, and then life's going to start to be a downturn. So get into your get into your thirties and forties, yeah, and you should probably serious serious up some. Yeah, I I love Ed when he gets two or three calls because he's a part time weed dealer or whatever. And once again, yeah, man, yeah, bro, I don't have any. And then the fact that he takes it right when they're trying to get inside the Winchester, and it's just like, hold on a second, two seconds, two seconds. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> no, yeah. I don't have anything. You don't have anything. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god! Plus, dude, That's great. his uh, his impersonation of Clyde is fucking brilliant. <laughs> of the orangutan, yeah. it's creepy, like straight on. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen those movies. Well, I've seen one, and even that one is adequate at best. Um, it's not that great. But his just his impersonations of that you can find that shit on YouTube, sure, sure. and you go, oh my god, dude, that's just like Clyde from uh, Any Which Way But Loose, or any yeah, Any Which Way But Loose. But yeah, those Clint Eastwood movies are not great, and that was like one of his biggest financial hits in the seventies. It's crazy, right? So, what is your two second two second? Two, what's your two sentence summary? <laughs> I forgot to write a two sentence summary for this movie. It is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed. I'm You've the, let me down. I know. I'm sorry. Get used to it. 
we've been doing this for five years. You should have expected this by now. <laughs> it was one of those. I literally got sucked into the movie, and I went back to look at my format. I was looking at Evil Dead, yeah. in which I didn't do a two-sentence summary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got a good laugh out of that one, You though. did. Um, it wouldn't have been funny anyway. It would have just been a glossy, glowing... Edgar Wright, Nick Frost, and Simon Pegg team up to film the perfect zombie horror comedy movie ever. What was the tagline? It's a horror action romance comedy with zombies. Do you want me to pull that up? Sure. You're close. It's a romantic comedy, period, with zombies. I kind of like to think, what, what, my favorite thing about zombie movies, is like a good one, like in the, the original Romero's, and this one does it well, even um, 28 Days or 28, well, 28 Days Later. It's not a zombie movie. You don't know. It, it's well, an infected movie. But anyway. Sure. But my point is, you don't know if it's just localized to- Or if it's everywhere. Yeah. I like to think that while this is happening in merry old England, over here we've got Zombieland happening. <laughs> I like to it's think- like, I like to think they're of like, like sister, sister movies? Yeah, kind of. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because one's very American. Across the pond, we got Zombieland. <laughs> yeah. But what's is a very American zombie movie. And this is yeah. the wholly British zombie movie. Absolutely. Like the way- <laughs> um, I never thought about it like that, but it's true. There was like a reference to, um, I think there was also a reference to 28 Days Later talking about how it was discredited that it wasn't a rage monkey virus or something like that, which was what 28 Days Later was the cause of, is some like rage virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love at the end of this. Well, they do two really again. It's, it's callback, but it's every time you call it back, it's a different play. On yeah, it. yeah. Which at the beginning when sometimes it's twice, and sometimes it's like three or four, three times. or four times. But the, the Sean flipping through the channels, and they're literally saying like people. The planet eating. is being taken over by zombies, but it's different people saying it. Absolutely, it's so brilliant how it's cut together. But then at the end, it's like they're, they're, they're all, dead excited. They're at the end, they're all but saying what caused it, and he keeps turning the channel before they can say what caused it. That was one of the I bits of my trivia is great. you never know what caused it, and then that's what makes it funny. And they turn them into basically slave labor. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's more Romarian commentary on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what a good zombie movie makes is when you. You don't need to know. No. You don't need to know why the shark is attacking or why Leatherface is killing people. It, it, may, it actually it's Leatherface. He yeah, kills people. It just makes it less interesting, I think. Demystifies it now, with, to a degree. I love 28 Days Later because yeah. it's not a zombie movie. No. It's an infected movie. And you can... And is... But in all essence, it's a zombie movie. It, yes. And we might cover that at some point. But, right. Um, I said my favorite liner scene. Did you say yours? I did not. Uh, I was going to ask what your favorite kill was in this. Did you have one? Fucking Davs. When they pull him out the window. Oh, David? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote that down as most memorable. Not necessarily favorite, only because the first time I saw it, it really bothered me because I got bothered a lot when when I was first being introduced to zombie movies of people yeah, getting disemboweled. Viscera bothered you. I remember that. Yeah. I liked it. I like it but less it, now. But I, I still like it because I fucking hate the character. Yeah, he's a twat. He's a twat. I, I have right here favorite kill Davs. Fucking twat. Deserved it. <laughs> oh, because not only is he a, a ineffectual little twat during the the entire movie, but he keeps constantly undermining Sean to Elizabeth. Yes, and then it finally comes to fruition. Like she's he's in love. He's still in love with her. He's sure, in love. Sure, but and, he was right. Sean's yes. mom was going to turn. He was right. Um, and then Sean is just 
had enough of his shit, so Sean fucking clocks him one. Yeah. And then his reaction is to, as a pacifist, as he said, he grabs a gun and tries to shoot Sean. Correct. And it's, em- I mean, literally. Yeah. And it, it's empty. So. The chamber is empty, and you're like. For all of that. Yeah. And he, he deserves he, what he that, gets. Yeah. That guy is fucking hilarious. Dylan Morin. Uh-huh. If you haven't watched any of his stand-up, goddamn, dude, he's great. And he stars in Black Books. Okay. Um, he He's great. And he plays, he plays that character perfectly well. Um, which is what makes that death <laughs> right on the nose, right on the nose. Cause it's, it's gruesome. It's bothersome. And then once his legs break apart, his arms break apart, She's his head like, comes coming, off. David, and I'm then coming. I, then I feel, then I feel the touch of the comedic bit that's still there Yeah, because it was just like, ah, okay. But it's really other than, um, Philip, Barbara, Philip and Barbara, really, he, his is one of the really only like actual notes on a zombie movie kill. Like yeah. it's a straight zombie movie it kill. It is. Um, it is not just a bite and turning later. Like it you could almost a, argue that Philip and he's Barbara's consumed. Sure, you could almost argue that Philip and Barbara's are kind of the same. Um, yeah, they get bit and then they. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah that that one. But they're different enough. I just need to sit down. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to bother. I um, think, but Dabs uh, is my favorite. Um. Uh, since I put that on the same as what I wrote down here is like, it gets real serious real fast. And if you were to introduce someone to this film at the start of this, that scene specifically, when David gets killed, right. Yeah. They would have no idea that this was a comedy. <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't at all. Um, I had one line and then I'm going to share a scene, but the line was, we've already kind of spoiled it a bit. It was like, you hang out with your, you hang out with my friends. Sorry, a failed actress and a twat. Well, that's a bit harsh. Your words. I did not call Diane a failed actress. <laughs> <laughs> but always my favorite scene is this. Oh, no, no, that's the second up I ever burned. Yeah, no! Now, some of these are limited. Whoa, 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 what was that? Um, I think it was Blue Monday. That was the original press out. Fuck's sake. Purple Rain. Oh, sign of the time. Definitely not. The Batman soundtrack. Love it. Oh. Okay. Oh, dice Throw it. Oh. Um, oh, Star Roses. Uh, no. Second Coming. I like it. Oh. Chardonnay. That's Liz's. Yeah, but she did dump you. Oh. I like Second Coming too. I don't know if you know anything about the Stone Roses, but their their two albums are fucking great. <laughs> I know the Stone Roses. I don't know a lot of the Stone Roses. There's only I really two. Know, There's I only, only know one song that got played a lot. There's only two. <laughs> Batman soundtrack. Throw it. <laughs> throw it. Yeah, because there's only like one good song on it, and it's still not that great. It's Bat dance. Bat dance. <laughs> Maybe the one where he runs. What is it? Goes through the. Art Museum. Party Man? And, Party yeah, Man's a Party good Man's song. not bad, but yeah. yes, for the most part, it's a lot of weird Prince filler songs that don't get played in the movie. Um, but it's just they can't hit anything, number one, and the absurdity of how stupid it is just to grab records. Let's grab records yeah, and throw them and not hit them, and when they do, they just shatter. So that thing that, constantly, <laughs> that thing that constantly runs through the movie, them going like, oh! Yeah. They do that in space. Oh, do they? Yeah. <laughs> There's one scene specifically in space they do it, but it's they're watching a skate video. But that's a lot of space in this. The whole um, the whole bit of Ed talking about how they're getting wasted and it's just keep drinking in the morning, have a Bloody Mary, and he kind of projects everything. Everything that he talks, he foreshadows 
everything that happens, like Bloody Mary, the name of the lady in his yard, in oh, his backyard. Oh, nice! Is Mary? <laughs> yeah, I knew that. All, all of the things, a bite on the king's head. Philip gets bit. Oh. Um, all of that stuff. Everything that he says is foreshadowing that happens in the rest of the film, which is kind of fun. Um, do you have a magic wand for this one? This or was a, hard. Yeah, no okay. kidding. So I do. And they kind of already do it in this. Um, okay. They did it on the first two DVDs. It's a special. Well, here, let's just play it. <coughs> 776, take five. Why do we have to go to Liz's Pitchy? Because we do. But why? She dumped you. I've got to know. She's all right. Why? Because I love her. <laughs> all right, gay. I'm not staying there, though. <laughs> I wish I could have seen that play out like further. It was Whose from voices were they doing? Sean Connery and Michael Caine. Oh, Michael Caine. So right. I figured Nick was doing Connery. So I would recast uh, Sean Connery as Ed and then um, Michael, Michael Caine, Caine as Sean. Sean. <laughs> they did this thing. I guess I've never seen The Man That Would Be King. No, I haven't either. I. St- I have it on a list that's just mm, – I don't know if I want to so watch it yet. I, I don't know what it's that – It's like mid-70s, a little bit <clears throat> too slow. I don't know what that is between the two of them, but they did that on Shaun of the Dead, and then they did, they did it on Hot Fuzz too. They would do a scene of Sean Connery and Michael Caine from – That's awesome. Yeah. So I was sitting there last night watching it, and I'm like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, am I, I, I don't have a magic wand that I would wave over this. I don't want a sequel to it. That would cheapen it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, the man that would be Sean. Boom. That's what I want. But I wouldn't have those guys play it. I would just have Simon Pegg do my his Michael Caine impression yeah. the whole movie and Nick Frost do his Sean Connery yeah, impression. Yeah, that would that would be funny. That's my uh magic wandering. Uh now I'm I'm stepping on a bit of my trivia, but I would have loved a quasi sequel to this film called From Dusk Till Sean. Oh, nice. <laughs> Where Peg and Frost are two friends while on vacation in Hollywood end up at a bar late one night. And end up fighting a nest full of uh, Hollywood stars who are actually vampires. But then it already feels way too similar to Paul, which is sure. where it's it's Frost and Peg doing a UFO tour in yeah. the U.S. And I'm like, eh, and it's just wedging in vampires in the place of an alien. And so I'm like, eh, I'm kind of already like cheating with that one. But that's as close as I could get. Um, it may come into your trivia, which we're about to get to, I guess. But um, there. Uh, I heard at one point they were going to do a sequel called Night of the Living Ed. <laughs> no, I, okay. I haven't heard that one. That's but, a, no, that's also a good that's a good title too. Yeah. Cuz he's there at the end. I do I do feel like we should mention if you don't cry when Sean's mom dies a little bit, at least a little bit. There's something wrong with And you. you know for the longest time she's doing this because she's been bit. Sure. She got bit when she went into what she thought was her friend's apartment yeah. or house or whatever. Derek and, Derek and Clive's not Derek and Clive, but Derek <laughs> and Clive live around here somewhere. <laughs> They're one of the early gay couples. Derek well Derek and Clive if you don't know is um Peter Cook and um Dudley Moore. It's a comedy album. Oh, okay. As soon as it was released, it was immediately banned because it's absolute filth. <laughs> so you want some trivia? Yes. So Quentin Tarantino dubbed this as one of the top 20 movies made since 1992. Fair. I don't know what his other 19 are. Okay. I could probably do some research, maybe find it. I don't know. That'd be well, fun. That's kind of cool for yeah. him to specifically point that out because um, there's a lot of movies released from 92 on, so... There was basically no improvising. On really? Set. Wow. Yeah. 
The structure of the film was really specific and detailed, and a lot of dialogue was repeated. So that's the reason why they couldn't do uh, a lot of improvising. Because it's based on callbacks, I guess. Right. Which is a bit of an Edgar Wright thing, because he yeah he writes a lot of what he directs. And even if you take these movies out, when I watched something that had a lot of his specific signatures and the callbacks are used a lot in quite a few of his movies. Uh, Sean's mom calls him by the pet name Pickle. That's what Edgar Wright's mom called um, him as a kid. So, um, although sporadically hinted at, the cause of the zombie invasion is never properly explained. When you say hinted at, do they give you a hint? No, I mean, as close as hinted at is they're about to tell you and then they change the channel. Yeah. Um, When... Asked by an interview why they chose to have slow-moving zombies instead of running zombies, Simon Pegg uh, simply replied, because death is not an energy drink. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pegg and Wright considered a sequel that would replace zombies with another monster, but decided against it. And as they were pleased with this movie as a standalone product and thought too many characters died to continue the story, but the proposed title was From Dust Till Sean. And they would say that in a joking manner. So that's when I read that and went, oh, I wonder if they did that. That would be kind of cool if they went to Hollywood. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Sean is headed to the shop for the first time, a worker on the street is listening to the radio. The newscaster mentions a space probe that unexpectedly reenters the Earth atm- Earth's atmosphere like Night of Living Dead. Uh, Nick Frost allegedly kept his genitals shaved throughout the production to create a genuine need to scratch that the character demanded. (laughs) (laughs) I so see Nick Frost doing that. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm not going to think about it if I just do it. Uh, When Sean and the group are running out of Liz's flat, they are all carrying weapons of some kind, but only Sean actually hits any zombies. Do you know why? It's a logical thing. All the other actors were afraid to? No. Uh, the cricket bat was the only one that was actually a padded fake. The rest were actual, like oh. a pipe or whatever <laughs> it was that they were carrying. They were all actual pieces of whatever. So they would have hurt someone if they had actually hit someone. Uh, the rifle they use uh, in the Winchester is naturally a Winchester Model 66. It's the same weapon used in the Night of the Living Dead and the original 90, uh, in the original and the 90 remake. Same model or the actual prop? I don't know if it's the actual okay. prop, but it's probably the same model. Uh, Sean's place of work is 4E, 4E Electric. Ken 4E. Yeah, Ken 4E, starting Dawn of the Dead. Mary, the zombie in his yard, works at Landis. Supermarket, which is a nod to John Landis, for those who don't know, did American Werewolf in London and also directed at that time. Well, probably why I got bothered by zombies for so long. He directed the Michael Jackson thriller video, which had zombies in it. And that probably set me to the point of I don't like zombie movies. (laughs) And I saw this at an impressionable age. This freaked me out. Um, And then lastly, when in the. Department store explaining the plan for the day. Sean mentions an employee named Ash. I didn't even put that together. Who is out sick, which is a nod to the Evil Dead films. Didn't even fucking put that together. You do notice that the douche 17-year-old kid that... Calls Ed. That 
He's the one that calls Ed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's also the one that ends up showing up at the end of the movie pushing carts. Yeah. <laughs> As a zombie. Yep. Yeah. What are your final thoughts? There's not a long list of movies that <clears throat> perfectly blend more than two genres. Yeah. This movie does it and does it so quickly that by the time you're done watching this, you're like, did that just fuck? Did I just, it's like, a, it's, 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 it, it has a Pulp Fiction kind of smack you in the face. It's not as avant-garde or like uh, as original as Pulp Fiction was. Right. But it's it's got that same like, I just watched something like really special. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God damn it, I want to watch it again. <laughs> it, it, it's. What's fun is, with this one is you can go right into Hot Fuzz too because it's just. Perfect sequel. The same thing except it's action. You know, yeah, it's, it's action buddy cop and like, action and over the top violence. <laughs> that that movie has got some like, oh my god, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's unexpected. That's the reason why you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I said earlier, where I actually I said this with the Tremors movie. What makes this a fun zombie movie too is you don't have just the American response of like, oh, I'll just go to the gun closet and pull out my seventy mil or whatever. I don't know guns. Right. They have to solve it. With however, hardly any guns until however they stupidly get to the Winchester. They, how, they have to solve it however stupidly they can by throwing records at the zombies or, or you know, hitting them in the head with a cricket bat or garden shovels or, or whatever until they, yeah. you know, gun in the third act. And it's, again, it's fucking great. Um, but I love how <laughs> Sean is immediately like a dead shot. Not a dead shot, but he's starting to fucking plunk forehead shots. Um yeah, it, it blends humor, horror, romance, suspense, and action. They're so tightly woven. It, it was hard for me to. I, I, I was like, "Fuck it, I can, I can wing it." At this point, I've got enough that I can talk about. I'm just going to sit here and watch this movie. Yeah, and, and that's that's. Like, that's I've written enough. Yeah, it was very hard to note. Um, um, still, totally, totally holds up in my book. It's, it's, I would call it a perfect film, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I think what makes Shauna that did work so well is that it's it's equally a superior comedy and horror film. Um, the comedy is smart and the horror is bloody, gross, and sometimes terrifying. Uh, the movie doesn't always go for the easy joke. And I think Edward, Edward, Ed, God, I can't, I can't put words together sometimes or just one word. Edgar Wright's direction is spot on wanting us to like and identify with Sean and it works. Yep. Because you care about Sean, you care about everyone else that's important to him. And so when re just rewatching and reevaluating Shaun of the Dead, I still feel that the film is top shelf and I would easily place this on the Mount Rushmore of horror comedies. Sure. Do you know any other horror comedies that you would specifically put there? You don't even have to come to the full four, but I know there's at least one or two that I could easily put in the slot two and three or slot one and two. Horror comedy? I yeah, mean, it's if you like, wanna, I wouldn't call Young Frankenstein a horror comedy. They did. I don't but know. I guess if I, it was released in the 1930s, it would be considered a horror comedy. <laughs> I don't know. You put me on the spot. I, I don't. No, it's all right. What I you, was just curious. What do you What do you have? Uh, I put American Werewolf in London because it's so easily it's, comedic yeah. and horrifying. It's more horror to me. Than it is more horror than comedy. Sure. Okay. But it's kind of hits those same notes as Shaun of the Dead in some ways. Yeah. Um, I'd put Evil Dead too because that's very sure. comedic and horror. But it was really hard for me to pick. The last the one. fourth one. And I either said, <laughs> it's a toss-up between either Ghostbusters, Zombieland, or Gremlins. Probably Gremlins. Gremlins is more appropriate. Yeah. 
But I like how Zombieland is like a sister movie to Shaun of the Dead. It would be even funnier if they'd came out the same year, but they didn't. It's like five years apart. Often and often, I don't know what else came out in 03. Is it 03 or 04? Four. I don't know what else came out in 04. Because typically when they put out a big zombie or a, a big genre piece, there's usually a, 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 an answer to it from another studio. Correct. So I'd be almost didn't when did when did Dawn of the Dead come out the remake same year okay, they, so this was the, released two two weeks after so there it is that was the other bit that I forgot to put in trivia but I did read it they actually had to hold off on the release by a couple of weeks because of the similarity of the fact that it was a zombie movie and the similarity of how similar the just the title yeah. of Sean and Dawn yeah <laughs> but yeah so that came out in 04 as well one thing I do love about this movie is. They don't just plunk down that George Romero Dawn of the Dead music through the whole movie. No, it's once or it's it, it's to set a tone, and then it, it, they they fade it up. It sets the tone. You get a couple of those, and then it comes back down, and then you yeah. go back into that Edgar Wright incidental music, which is moves you from scene to scene, which is what makes this movie move so fast. I think also what's fun is that even the end credits, like towards the end of the actual credits, the credit music steals also from Dawn of the Dead. And oh, yeah? Yeah, that's also fun. This movie has a little special place in my heart as well because when I was digging through my old blog post and I realized that when Lisa and I first started dating, ah. um, it was October. Um, and I was like, hey, Wanna, I can come over and watch a movie. Oh, yeah, sure. So bring some over and we'll pick something and we'll watch something. So I came over with a six-pack of beer and had probably a six-pack of movies and pick something. She ended up picking Shaun of the Dead. Nice. Um, I actually – at the time, I was in the mood to watch 28 Days Later, but she didn't want to watch it or she would already seen it before or something like that. But it's just – it's fun going back and realizing that those were the early days when we were just – so watching this movie makes me think of – Dating your wife. Dating my wife. So – Jamie doesn't. Like Jamie doesn't like this movie. <laughs> not at all. It's, she's not, not her, big. She's not, not big on thing. British stuff. Yeah. She's not. A, she's not a huge horror fan, but she'll. Uh, she'll get down on you know the the classics or whatever. I, it's my. <laughs> I have I have a hypnotizer into making Friday the Thirteenth Part Three her favorite uh, of those movies anyway. <laughs> Lisa likes more suspense than she likes horror, and she'll watch a scary movie from now and again. But it depends on sometimes what the subject matter is. Sure, too. sure. So she she doesn't mind Shaun of the Dead at all. I ended up watching it while she had to work all day. I knew I had time. Mike, um, she had to work all day, and then she had to do some event at MTSU. So she was going to be gone until like 9 o'clock. And I'm like, perfect. Now I can just yeah. put it in there and watch it and be done with it. I uh, I watched this but. in bed yesterday. Um, Jamie was oh, – I forget what she was doing. Uh, she was watching something. Oh, she was watching something in the front room, and then I came in in the afternoon. And I was like, I'm going to grab a shower and – you want to have some dinner and watch uh, Shaun of the Dead? And she was like, I don't. <laughs> so we ate dinner and I was like, well, you, you you had the TV in the front room first, so I'll just go. I'll just go chill up, post up in the bedroom and watch this. And it was cool. And then uh, I got done watching it and I walked out into the front room and she had fallen asleep watching her thing. So I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it made me think of Anchorman and have, have some dinner, maybe some sex, <laughs> champ or whatever it was. Yeah. Hitting on Veronica Corningstone. <laughs> Um, but have, yeah, I love Shaun of the Dead. Do you it's have a? Good. I'm. Do you have a chaser over there? Uh, all right, I do. What's that name? Bill. We're just gonna go. Looks like Ricardus. Maybe it's Ricardo. We're just gonna go. We're just gonna go, Rick. How about Rick? <laughs> Rick in St. Louis. Uh, real simple question. 
Well, it's a two part. <laughs> okay, I got it. It's a two part question. What is your? <laughs> and you can go by story or not because I've got a story. But your uh, favorite and least favorite Halloween candy when you <laughs> when you were a kid? I have. I have a story. Favorite and least favorite. Because you know, like the rich families would like they'd give you like full the full yeah full I'm, Reese cups. Or yeah, even the I singles. only I only went trick or treating a few times. I did not go every year. Um, it was just. My town was lame. We wouldn't. What's well, trick- that? My family was. Hey, we're gonna go to our church. We're doing a harvest festival, so that's kind of what I ah. ended up doing. So I went a few times. Um, I would say favorite is either Snickers or Twix. Mm. Least favorite typically was um, was like that peanut butter taffy in the black and the white that's mine the black and no, black and white black and orange black and uh, orange that fucking oh my god that peanut butter that quasi peanut butter flavored glue that, that they would... shit will remove your fucking <laughs> fillings that stuff yeah it's not great it's that not that's mine that was my that's my worst what's your story is there a story to the worst or story to the best <laughs> i mean best is a generic story like anybody that gives you any any sort of Mars product, like yeah, Reese cups, Snickers, yeah, uh, in this order: Reese cups, Snickers, uh, Twix, Milky Way. Every once in a while, I love getting like the sweet tarts. For me, I every once in a while, those are, I like, those are like second, stuff, but those yeah, are like the second w, tier. Those are like the WCW of, <laughs> of candies. WWF is like the chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, you get the chocolate, um, but like the, and the, the fake, peanuts and the nougat and the, the fake sugar yeah. cocaine shit. You know, yeah, like the absolutely. shock tarts or sweet tarts or yeah, yeah, bottle yeah, caps and shit. Yeah. yeah. Those are the WCW. Still good. Still have their place. <laughs> no, you would empty it out and you'd separate. This is the good shit. This so is next. And then the I story, have to eat this? The story is, that so the town that I'm from, they wouldn't do Halloween trick-or-treats on, trick or, on Halloween. It was the Sunday before from 3 to 5. Always. Always. In because, your town. Because little Cindy ate an apple with a... AIDS razor infected blade. razor blade or something. I don't know. <laughs> I hate reason. it when my razor blades was, are AIDS infected. It was fucking stupid because there's nothing scarier than a monster in the middle of the day, right? Or a fucking 10-year-old dressed as a monster in the middle of the day. Anyway, I was going to go. This was in 91. I was going to go as The Flash. Remember when they did the live-action show yeah. The Flash? Yeah, uh-huh. And I had this cool spandex costume my, my mom was going to sew and like make for me. Thank Christ she didn't because it would have. I would have looked ridiculous. She was... <laughs> She was uh, to the point of uh, of making it one day, and I threw a fit about something and mouthed off. And she was like, you know what? I'm not making that fucking costume for you now. And she didn't. That was my punishment. She didn't make the costume. And then that trick-or-treat day came, and I was like, so I'm really not going to get to go trick-or-treat? And she felt bad. So I went as like an old lady. I went as like a bag lady or whatever. And trick-or-treats was almost over. She's kind of like how you dress now. So Kind of, yeah. I mean. I had a, she drew a little mustache <laughs> on me, too. So anyway... It was almost over, and there was nowhere to go. Okay. So she went to this, like, I can't remember the name of the street. It was <laughs> it was in a dirtbag part of town, which is saying something for where I grew up. I don't. We didn't even know the person, but uh, went up there, and they had that bullshit ass. I mean, God love them. They, they were at least trying, you know, but they had that bullshit ass peanut butter flavored glue <laughs> wrapped in the, the festive black or orange wax paper. Yeah. I remember going like, this is the worst Halloween ever. Do they still make that? Fuck yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Do you eat candy corn? Fuck yeah, I eat candy corn. Candy corn rules. I do too. I love that Not meme. as much as I used to, but... You've seen that meme, how to eat candy corn, throw it in the trash? 
I know there's a lot of candy corn haters, so I get it. I fucking love candy but corn. But I don't. I don't mind butterscotch. Candy corn. Mm. I like the autumn mix because you get the big little uh, the the little um, pumpkins and the other things. So it's not oh, just straight up candy man. corn. Fuck that, that one. Straight. I eat candy corn by the handful. Um, yeah, I remember going into when we both worked at G Squared, and I think one morning I posted something like the breakfast of champions, and it was like a bunch of like like roasted almonds mixed with a bunch of candy corn. So it was just, I need some protein, but I also need some sugar. <laughs> plenty of sugar in that. <laughs> so yeah, I'll do candy corn, but man, not like I used to, and I won't touch that stuff other the than older I've gotten, I don't, years. The older I've gotten, I don't really dig on sweets anymore. It's like, well, and the problem with candy corn is it's very waxy in its texture, and so Stuck just in my don't, I just don't dig on wax or swine. Well, there you go, Ricardus, Richard, Ricardo, Rick. From St. Louis. St. Louis Abisbo. I hope that more than answers your question. What the fuck are we doing next? We've talked. Well, funny. Um, I could do for Christmas, and this is us again in real time deciding, gang. I could do something just, what would you watch at Christmas, killing downtime? Are we talking about what you would watch at Christmas rather than specifically Christmas movies this year? Because I think we've hit the bottom of the barrel at least for us for Christmas movies because I fucking hate I, Christmas and I don't uh, <laughs> I don't watch a ton of Christmas movies. Well, this year we could do something non-Christmas. Do you want to do like... <laughs> Lone Wolf yeah. McQuaid? Has anyone seen Lone Wolf McQuaid? I'm sure there's three or four people. I could do Lone Wolf McQuaid and... What's uh, the other... What's There's a few. There's a handful that you normally do at Christmas. Well, there's two Chuck Norris movies we watch at Christmas. Oh, what's it? Our, what's an a, Army of One. Army uh, of One. A Force of One. A Force it's of One. a Force of One and then You Lone didn't Wolf even McQuaid. realize it was kind of sort of like Christmas... It actually is. It's, it's, at the Christmas time, it right? It takes place at Christmas, I remember yeah. you sharing a picture yeah, like the, of the a tree was, or something. It was him sitting in front of a tree and it said, Christmas is fuck. <laughs> Christmas AF? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I could do that... Could do uh, you do? Uh, I wouldn't mind a Chuck Norris double feature. You want to do that? I'm we, all right with that. You know what? That. It's been a while. Do we want to try to do something for Thanksgiving, or do we just want to do a, maybe a pick six? Maybe or just so? throw maybe just throw a pick six in there, less themed. Yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't done a themed Thanksgiving pick six for probably at least one, if not two. Last year was years. drinking scenes, wasn't it? I think you're thinking of a couple of years ago, Russ. I may be. They all run together. They all run together eventually. <laughs> I say we do some type of pick six, so we drop somewhere around Thanksgiving, maybe a little bit early. Okay. And then um, we'll do a Chuck Norris double feature. Hell yeah. Do we? Are we going to say it now or are we going to hold off and decide? I could do Long Wolf McQuaid. It's been a, I, you, I think you let me borrow this once. I'm like, I kind of enjoyed that one. It it's was not just, bad. It's like no, a, it's, it's like a proto Walker, Texas Ranger. And it's David Carradine's the bad yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, David Carradine. Bitchin' poster here. God. <laughs> if you get up and look at it real close, you can tell that someone has scanned that. Because you can see the tack marks in the corners right. where it was put up originally. <laughs> this is riveting. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and then, then uh, Christmas time, Lone Wolf McQuaid and uh, A, a force, force of One. So you've got plenty oh, of time. I can't wait. Plenty of time to, to bone up on your uh, awesome mid-80s Chuck Norris movies. Uh, both a little punchy, kicky, and one a little uh, bangy, shooty. <laughs> I forgot about the punchy, kicky, punchy, kicky, bangy, shooty. <laughs> All right, gang. It's a weird, wide world out there. Be good to each other. Don't be a dick. And stay off the moors. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production.
Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Fatu, Marada, Nelson.